107. Psalm 107. The Lord is good. Amen, amen, amen. Some of you have heard some bad news this week and, and you're struggling. Well, you know, the three Hebrew children in the fire, they said, King, he said, now look, if you don't bow down, I'm going to throw you in the fire and I'm going to crank it up hotter than it's ever been. They said, King, we know that God is able. How many of y'all are glad God is able? God is able. You need to know, you need to know when you're facing the fire that God is able. You need to know when you're facing the trial that God is able. You need to know when facing the temptation that God is able. You need to know when facing, listen, that sickness that God is able. God is able. I don't care what the doctor said, God is able. I don't care what the lawyer said, God is able. I don't care what your spouse said, God is able. I don't care what the critics say, God is able. God is able. When you face your difficulty, you need to know God is able, but just like those three Hebrew children said, God is able to deliver us out of this burning, fiery furnace. But if not. But if not. Now, I want to I hang on God is able. I, I want to I I know and believe and, and concentrate on focus on God can get me out my mess. Are you all with me? But if he don't, you see, God doesn't always, I, this ain't even a message, but I feel it right here. Amen. God doesn't always, God doesn't always take us out the fire. God doesn't always keep us from the fire. Sometimes God wants us to go through the fire. God wants us to go through the difficulty. God wants us to go through the valley. But yea, though I walk through, through. I didn't come here to stay. I'm not going to put my tent stakes too deep because I'm not going to be here long. I may be in the valley, but I didn't come to stay. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. <laughs> he said, but O king, if he don't, he can. But if he don't, we're still not bowing down. You can do what you want to do. Say what you want to say. But y'all know the rest of the story. They threw him in, and when they threw him in, they found somebody walking with him. <laughs> yeah. That's good preaching if I am doing it. Amen. Sometimes, sometimes you got to go through the fire. I want to say this. I don't normally endorse my own preaching, but uh, I, I want to encourage all those that are going through it. I want you to go to our website and go to two weeks ago on Wednesday night. And I want you to, I want you to listen to the, 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 the Bible study on suffering. I, I, I need you to do that. I really want to do it right now. I, 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 just, I just, but I, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I want to. <clears throat> but you need to, you need to understand something. Suffering is never for naught. 
Suffering is never wasted. Sometimes, sometimes people can see Jesus more in your suffering than they ever will in your sermon. And all God's people see it. Listen, in Psalm 107, by the way, by the way, how many of you, how many of you was here last week? Raise your hand. You was here last week. How many of y'all, raise your hand real high and say, y'all heard the attitude message. On this side, y'all heard it? Uh, How many of y'all got your attitude checked this week? (laughs) Yeah, I told you. (laughs) I told you. Hey, there's several times this week. I I, I was talking to myself, attitude boy, attitude. Watch that attitude. Hey, listen, uh, you might not have done real well, but you'll remember the next time. Say amen. All right, all right. Let's, let's, let's. hey, I, I heard a new one. This don't have nothing to do with the message, but I got to tell you because it was great. Uh, how many of you have heard different sayings when you, when, when you order your steak and, and, and they'll say uh, well or well done or medium well or medium rare, and then some dude that likes it rare has this funny little saying, like, like wipe his hooves off and bring him to me. How many of y'all have heard that? Or, or just break his horns off and bring it. That's rare. Say amen. Well, I heard a new one. I did. I heard a new one this week. He said, just bring me a live one. I'll cut off what I want and ride the rest home. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Now, I don't know about you, but that's rare. Amen, Mr. Marshman? That's rare. I believe a good vet could save that one. Say amen. All right. Now, some of y'all are loosened up. You're about to wake up now. It's about took this amount of time to get your eyes open. Amen. Psalm 107. Isn't the Lord good? How do you know? Watch what this says. Oh! Say that with me. That means put some emphasis on what you're fixing to say. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is... You know, I can preach right there. That's enough preaching right there. No matter who we are, no matter what we do, God is, he sure is. For his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord, I love that. Bless God, if you're redeemed, people ought to know it. They shouldn't have to guess it. They shouldn't have to wonder it. They ought to know it. Why? You ought to be talking about it all the time. Let me tell you what God's done for me. Are y'all with me? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. He gathered them out of the land from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in, hungry, and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. He led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city of habitation. Oh! Say it with me. Oh, yeah. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Oh, wouldn't it be awesome if every church in America would just practice the Bible? Oh, that we would praise him. Oh, that we would give him glory. Oh, that we would give him praise. Why? For his goodness. 
for his wonderful works to the children of men. What's he do? He satisfies the longing soul and filleth the hunger soul with goodness. Now there's there's three more times you'll find those same the same words where they called unto the Lord and he delivered them. And, and, and three more times you'll find where it says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Several times in this particular chapter, after he says that the Lord is good, he goes to describe, if you'll keep reading, he'll tell you why the Lord is good. Three different, actually four different things that you see in this chapter. I'm only going to cover one because we just don't have time. But you'll find that the Lord is good in our salvation. <clears throat> Say that with me. He's good in our But he's also good in our sin. He's good in our sin. I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere. You can, you, you'll be seated in just a second. Just a second. I got to share this. This is the intro. Say amen. Sometimes, how many of y'all, you live right all the time, all the time, 24 hours a day, you live right and you're perfect? Then aren't you glad God has a way? And that God can take our sin and wash it away? God can take our iniquities. God can take our failures. God can take our mistakes. God can take our ignorant acts. Somebody say amen. He's good in our salvation. He's good in our sin. It's right there in the chapter. Just keep reading. He's good in our sickness. He's good in our sickness. He's the best doctor there ever has been. But not only that, he's good in our storms. Now, we may preach some of that coming up. I don't know. I'm not making no promises. But y'all pray. We'll say amen. But he's good. He's good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For he is He's good. Father, thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for this hungry crowd that's here to hear your word. I pray that your perfect will be done today. In Jesus' name I pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord is good. His mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say so. You know, there needs to be a whole lot more of that. Everywhere Jesus, he, he touched people and he healed people and he helped people, he would tell them, go to thy friends and thy family and tell them what good things the Lord has done for you. Do you know what would happen in this place? Do you know what would happen in Coleman County if just this crowd right here would begin to practice what that verse said? If we would just go to our family and say, let me tell you what God has been doing in my life. Let me tell you what good things the Lord has done for me. Let me tell you where I was when God found me. Let me tell you where I am today. Hey, let me tell you where I'm headed and where I'm going. You me tell you what would happen? There'd be no seats in this building. There'd be no place to park. There'd be no place to sit. Why? Because we'd be telling everybody what good things the Lord has done. What happened when the woman left the well and went back to the city? She said, let me tell you about one who has changed my heart and changed my life. He done told me everything about me. This is the Messiah. This is the Savior. This is the one. And she brought the whole city out to meet him. You know why? She was redeemed and she was saying so. Amen. Why? Why should we be thankful? This whole month, you know, it's Thanksgiving. 
it's November, so we you got you know it's just a thing you need to need to talk about. It. And all month we've been talking about it. We've been talking about having a thankful attitude, and we've been talking about remembering remembering things and and, and keeping our keeping uh, uh, our spirit of thanksgiving. And, and and this particular chapter is really really great <clears throat> because it goes into detail. It goes into detail really our relationship with our Savior and what He actually did for us and where we actually were when He came to us. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now, I want to I wanna share with you, just, just by way, the, 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 the outline's not very long. Matter of fact, I told the guys back there, just scrap the sub points. We're just going to hit the mains today. So uh, we'll, we'll have time to do this, all right? But before, before I tell you what He did, before I tell you what he did and what he is doing for mankind, for you and for me, for his people, I want you to see where we were. I want you, because see, this is, this is what I think is the problem with many Christians today is they're not truly thankful because they're not truly aware of really how bad a shape they was in when God found them. Well, I wasn't that bad a guy. I've been a good person. I haven't really done that much stuff wrong, so I wasn't in really that bad a shape. Oh, honey, I don't think you understand what shape you were in. Watch what the psalmist said. He says this, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. What does that mean? We were captive. We were in the enemy's hands. We were in the enemy's hands. Now watch. He gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. They, talking about God's people, let's apply that to us today, the the lost in this world, the lost and dying. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. I looked up, I got my Webster's Dictionary out in 1828, and I looked up some words in this particular few verses, and in the word redeemed, who are we? I mean, what does that really mean? What does the word redeemed really mean? When we trust Christ and we, we bow before him and say, Lord, forgive me of my sin and, and, and save my soul, take my sin away and make me one of yours, adopt me into the family of God, and he redeems us, what does that really mean? The word redeemed means ransom. Ransom. Y'all know what a ransom is? A payment that's paid for somebody held hostage. Are y'all with me? Y'all awake this morning? That's what a ransom is. So what does that mean? When you got saved, you were ransomed. You were held hostage by Satan. And somebody had to pay a price so you could go free. Ransom. It means delivered from bondage. Delivered from distress. Delivered from penalty. Delivered, I like this, from liability. I'm not liable for my sin anymore. I'm not condemned because of my sin condition anymore. Why? I've been redeemed. I've been purchased. I've been delivered. Listen, I have been delivered from the possession of another by paying an equivalent. Oh, that day that you were in sin, that day that Jesus convicted you of your sin, that day that you knelt before him, there was so much happening in that transaction, I don't think we realize. Oh, you were bought with the price, the precious blood of the lamb. He came and paid your ransom. He came and delivered you from the hand of the enemy. He came and took you off the auction block, and you're no longer a slave to sin anymore. Somebody ought to say amen. Redeemed, redeemed. Oh, Brother Jalen sung that last week. What a blessing that song is. 
Then it says, he, he describes them. He describes them. Look in verse 4. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. The word wandered means to rove. It means to ramble here and there without any certain course or object in view. What does that mean? Now think about this. <clears throat> Just rambling around. No direction. No purpose. Y'all with me? No kind of guidance. No kind of hope and no no kind of uh, 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 goals and nothing no purpose just just wandering around do you know what Jesus said when he saw the people scattered abroad he said he looked they look like sheep having no shepherd in this lost world that we live in you and I before God came to where we were we were just wandering around we were just hopeless we were just in a place where we had no purpose and we had no direction. We had no future and we had no destiny. Where were we wandering? The Bible says in the wilderness. The wilderness is a desert, a tract of land, a region uncultivated, uninhabited by human beings, whether a forest or a wide, barren plain. What are you saying? We were wandering. We were, we were rambling around in a, in a difficult place, in a place that wasn't hospitable in a place that was not good, in a place that was not a blessing. But it said also it was a solitary place. Oh, this is the saddest word of all of them. The word solitary means without company. It means in a lonely place. What are you saying? You can be lost and without God and surrounded by thousands of people and still feel lonely down inside, still feel empty down inside. You can be surrounded by family and still feel lonely and still feel empty and still feel like there's something missing. Are you with me? Say amen. Oh, when you're lost and without God. There is no purpose. There is no direction. We're just kind of rambling around, rambling around, seeking hope. We're trying to find purpose in our job. We're trying to find purpose in our hobbies. We're trying to find purpose in our families. Oh, we're trying to find fulfillment. The Bible says they were hungry and they were longing. Oh, they were trying to find satisfaction. We try to find it in alcohol. We try to find it in illicit drugs. We try to find it in everything this world has to offer, yet they're still wondering yet they're still in a solitary place they can have all that this world has to offer and yet they're still hungry and they're still longing that was the case that we were in but here's the points write them down number one the Lord is good why number one because he searched the wayward What's the point? You didn't come looking for him. He came looking for you. What were you doing? You were just wandering around. Oh, uh, uh, Weston, come up here. Either one. I don't care. Whichever is the biggest sinner. <clears throat> come on. All right. Hey, this is life. Hey, you can be Jesus. Go on that side. Does that fit? We need to switch. Well, he's got the beard, man. Come on. Hey, he's just wandering hopelessly just moving about trying to find hope trying to find help 
trying to find it in the world, trying to find it in liquor, trying to find it in drugs, trying to find it in relationships, and, and, and he ends up just like Solomon. You remember Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes? He said, I searched everything. If there was to buy, I bought it. If there was to see, I saw it. If there was to build, I built it. And whatever it was, I tried to find happiness under the sun. That means without God here on this earth. I tried to find it in what this world has to offer, and it's left me vanity vanity all is vanity and that word vanity means empty say it with me it means why he listen while he was wondering why he was rambling he came searching somebody say amen when he could not get to where he was he came to him somebody say amen he came seeking the bible said here's the verse he gathered them out the north he gathered them out the south. He gathered them out the east. He gathered them out the west. What does that mean? He came looking for where they were. I couldn't get to God. I couldn't meet his standards. I couldn't lift up myself to where he was. So he came to where I am. Thank God we have a sinner-loving Savior who will come to meet us in our need. He'll come to meet us right where we are. Somebody say amen. Listen, Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth is a great example of this. Mephibosheth was broken. If you don't know the story, I challenge you to go home and read it. Mephibosheth was the son of Jonathan. Jonathan and David were best friends. They were best buddies. And Jonathan said, please remember my family. Oh, please remember my family. I know you're the anointed one. I know you're going to be the next king. And when you ascend your throne, please remember my family. And y'all know what happened. Jonathan and Saul died. And the and the and the and the, the nursemaid was so scared, she snatched up she snatched up Mephibosheth when he was a little baby and ran with him, ran in fear, and dropped him, dropped him, and he became a cripple. He became a cripple. What does that mean? Oh, oh, you see, you see, we 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 would have been a prince, but somebody dropped us. He was not crippled because of his own. He was crippled because of somebody else. When you arrive on this planet, you're not crippled because of what you've done. You're crippled because of what Adam did. And you see, he was in a place called Lodibar. <clears throat> and if you, if, hallelujah, Lodibar means nothing. It means empty. It means without. Are y'all with me? Nothing. When you're crippled, you, when you're in a bad way, when you can't help yourself, you're in a place of nothing, no joy, no peace, no happiness, no future, no destiny. You have to depend on somebody else. You see, there was no, there was no help in that day. There was no welfare in that day. There was no social security in that day. So you were dependent on someone else. But there was a king sitting on a throne in a palace one day who said, oh, is there any of the house of Saul that I may show kindness unto him for Jonathan, my friend's sake? And, and oh, and, and, and yeah, and Ziba, the Holy, listen, it was a type of the Holy Spirit, said, I know somebody, but he's a cripple. His name is Mephibosheth. What does that tell us about the Holy Spirit? He knows your name, and he knows your condition. He knows exactly where you were, whether you was a preacher's kid growing up in a preacher's home, or whether you was on skid row in a drug addict's home. He knows exactly who you are, and he knows exactly what you need. Somebody say. Amen. 
And he said, go fetch him. Do you know that God, the Father, will send God, the Holy Ghost, and he'll track you down like a hound dog. Say amen. He'll get on your trail, and he'll follow you to work. He'll follow you to the house. Listen, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you leave this building. You think. If you get out of this building, you won't feel convicted no more. But the same Holy Ghost that's tugging on your heart right now, he'll follow you to your house. And he'll tell you, there's a king who loves you. There's a king who desires you. There's a king who wants you. There's a king who will lift you up. And when Mephibosheth couldn't get to where the king was, the the king sent someone take Mephibosheth and bring and the Bible says they went and lifted him up what's the point here's a good thing we can learn from that you ain't gonna save yourself and nothing you can do can save you it's all him he searched the wayward what does this teach us God initiated the contact. I, I don't think we're getting that. I, I, don't, I don't think we really understand the fact that we were, we were helpless. And we were without hope. And God came looking for you. God came looking for you. How many, how, how many of y'all remember that first time you were sitting in that church service and maybe you was riding down the road and you heard a song on the radio or heard a message on the radio or you was in an invitation and you felt the Holy Spirit begin to tug on your heart. And he was saying, come on. How many of y'all are glad he's still looking for the lost? Yeah. Hey, some of y'all in here right now, your heart's going boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. boom. And, and the devil's saying, if you can just make it till he shuts up. The devil's saying, if you can just hold on, he can't last much longer. So how do you know that? Because I've heard that same voice. I know what it feels like to sit in that pew and, and, and the Holy Spirit trying to get my attention. And the devil saying, no, just hold on. Once you get out of here, you'll feel better. Guess what? Uh-uh. You know why? Because the Holy Ghost knows your address. Church, say amen. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. He searched the wayward. Say it with me. He He searched the wayward. But then I want you to write this down. This is in the next verse. He not only searched the wayward, but he supplied the way. He supplied the weight. Look what it says in verse 7. Look what it says in verse 7. He led, say that with me, and he them forth by the, by the right way. By the right way. Now, what? I, I need y'all again. Come back up here. All right, now y'all remember how, come on over here, Jesus. <clears throat> now, watch. <clears throat> Now watch how this works. All right, he's rambling. 
And he, yeah, he's wandering around, desolate, hopeless, helpless, searching, drinking, running around, drugs, the whole deal. I mean, he's trying to find hope. He's trying to find fulfillment, and it's leaving him empty. So Jesus came, searching for him. Now, now, watch this. And what does that verse 7 say? And he, say it with me, and he. Now, what condition was he in? He was wondering. You remember? He was wondering. That means with no purpose. No, and, and also says this, and they could find no habitation. What does that mean? Habitation is where you lay down and get some rest. Isn't it amazing when you're lost, you can't find no rest? You can be living in a $10 million building, sleeping on silk sheets and not find rest for your soul. He can find no rest, but when Jesus came searching the wayward, then he, what's that word? Then he, say it with me, then he, watch this, watch this, stay right there, stay right there. When God delivers you, and he redeems you, there's a whole lot more to this thing than him just punching your ticket. There's a whole lot more to this than him just paying the bill. And him paying for your sin. There's a whole lot more to it. You see, when you got saved, he put a guide in your heart. He put, a, he, he put the Holy Spirit to, to what? Come on. To. What's the point? God didn't leave you on your own to struggle the best you can. God gave you some help. God gave, how can I live right? Preacher, I'm just going come to come to church and get right when I can start living right. Well, you ain't never going to come then. But when I, straight, when I straighten out my ways, when I get my act straight, then I'm going to come. That's like saying, as soon as I feel better, I'm going to the hospital. You say, that's dumb. It's as dumb as what you're saying. Why are you saying that? Because you can't live right. Man does not have the ability. Yes, he can be a good person. He can, he can. You say, I'm going to turn over a new leaf. No, you don't need to turn over a new leaf. You're dead in your trespasses and sins. You need some resurrecting. You need new life. And, and see, the Holy Spirit comes in, and God says he'll be your guide. He'll be your director. He'll be your helper. He'll be your teacher. He'll be your convictor. Y'all remember when you had an attitude this week? What did, he, what did he automatically do? When you had that attitude, the Holy Spirit said, did you remember what the preacher said? How many of y'all got reminded this week by the Holy Ghost? You know what he was doing? He's leading you in the right way. You Christian, y'all say, no, 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 we're forgiven. We're, we're just forgiven. We're, we, listen, we sin, we make mistakes, we fall, but there's somebody to help us now. He leads them by the right way. How do you know where to go, preacher? Someone's leading me. How do you know what decisions to make, preacher? Someone's leading me. How do you know what steps to take, preacher? Someone's leading me. We believe in this church that every Christian should be led by the Holy Spirit. 
Let me tell you, when I get off track, when I stop listening to the one inside of me. Let me tell you, when I make the worst decision of my life, when I stop listening to the one inside of me. And by the way, you can. God's not going to make you follow. But he's going to point the way. What is that? What is the what is the prayer? You know, it says, lead me not into temptation. He can lead, but you got to. Y'all with me? Watch this. Watch this. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. Here, here was a solitary place, a lonely place. Y'all with me? Lonely. I remember, I remember the first time somebody wanted me to go dove shooting. How many of y'all dove shoot in here? Raise your hand if you dove shoot. There's some of y'all. There's some of y'all. I shot two boxes of shells and killed one bird. And the only reason I killed that one is when he was flying in, I stood up and it spooked him and it spooked me, and I just said, bam! (laughs) And it fell. I don't know how it fell. But this is what they said. They said, all right, preacher, because I'd never been dove shooting before. And they said, come on and and go with us. And, 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 And this is what they said. All right, preacher, go stand out in the middle of that field right there. I said, by myself? I'm not going to have nobody to talk to. Isn't loneliness a terrible thing? And I'm telling you, you can be surrounded by people and still feel. You see, that's where he found you. In a solitary place. A lonely place. A place of no, what's that H word? Of no habitation. Say it with me. Of no, no place to rest. No place to call home. Just wandering through life. Just wandering through life. No purpose. No, 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 no rest. You see, he came to lead us. Now watch, watch this. Stay right there. Let me show you where he's leading you to. Verse 7, verse 7. You remember, where did he find us? In a place of no? All right, verse 7. Look where he's leading us. And he led them forth by the right way that they may go to a city of? All right, look at verse 9. Look at verse 9. Verse 9, are you there? Hurry, I I, got to hurry. Verse 9, are you there? For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. So... This is where we was. We was in a solitary place, a lonely place, a place of no purpose and help, just wandering around in life until he came to where we were. And now he's leading us. He's leading us to a place of habitation, a place of rest. You see, no matter what happens with ISIS and, and the economy and this world, We can go. We can rest. Because, now watch, now watch. This place of habitation. What I say number one was, what did did God do? Why is he good? Why should we give him thanks? Because he he searched the way. He came to where we was wondering. But then, after he found us, what is he doing now? He supplied the way. He's leading us to a place of habitation. Now, Now, write this down. This is the most important. This is the coolest part. He satisfieth 
the weary. Say it with me. He satisfies. You know what? What's the coolest part about being saved? You don't have to be rich to feel content. You know what's the coolest part about being saved? Now, now, now watch. Now here's the thing. There's two things we find in that verse. We find a hungry soul and a longing soul. Two things. Now watch. Now watch. Two things. Longing and hungry. Longing is, is more spiritual. Hungry is more physical. Now what has God done? He's not only supplied my physical need. He has supplied my spiritual need. That longing. What has he given me in my life? More than anything else, he has given us purpose. He has given us something to live for. He has given us something to look to. What was it that transformed the Apostle Paul's life? He said, this one thing I do, I'm forgetting those things which are behind. And I press toward the mark. What is that mark? His purpose, his destiny. Oh, that, that commission that God has given him. He said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God. Preacher, what are you saying? I once was lost in sin. I once wandered so aimless, are y'all with me, without purpose and without help and without direction. I had no destiny. I had nothing to live for. I had nothing to, listen, to look to. But Jesus came to where I was, and now he's leading and guiding me along the way to a place of habitation, to a place where there is satisfaction, to a place where I have purpose and I have a goal and I have a purpose to live for and I have a purpose to fight for. I have a purpose to serve for. Somebody say amen. amen. Let, me, let me read you something. <clears throat> let me read you something. This is, it, it, and, and I'm done, and I'm done. Stay right there. Right here. All right. <clears throat> Watch this. Watch this. The founder of Apple Computer, the founder of Apple Computer once asked John Scully, the president of Pepsi, while trying to get him away from Pepsi, watch, watch what he says. This is amazing. Do you want to spend the rest of your life selling sugared water or do you want to change the world? Now let me ask you a question. Do you want to spend the rest of your life just making money to pay bills or do you want to change the world? We need to work, that's right. But what are you working for? Preacher, you're a full-time minister. No, you're a full-time minister. I'm a full-time servant of God. But what is your purpose? Listen, if you live for coon hunting, sooner or later you, your good dog's going to die. Is Bob Abney in the house? Bob Abney, you here? He said he was coming to the early service. I'm looking. I don't see him. Okay, I can say what I want. All right. <clears throat> Mark, we went, we went to a dog that was almost a mile. Almost a mile. Now, when you're a lazy coon hunter, that's a long way. Say amen. 
Bob Abney was with us. He's 81 years old. We got, and, and, it's, and it was almost a mile that way. Y'all know you got to come back that way. Well, all the way back, all the way back, well, he, it had stopped. And I mean, I thought we was going to have to get a helicopter. I mean, he just, and he's, and he's, I realized one day, as much as I love this, as much as I enjoy this, as much as I, I, I really like this hobby, one day I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. Do you know there are people whose whole identity is found in a hobby or an employment or a job or a company? And all those things are temporary. Doesn't this just make a whole lot more sense what Jesus said when he said, lay up your treasures in heaven? People going, in, I, I remember, I remember talking with folks who, who had to retire. And their whole identity and their whole life and their whole purpose was wrapped up in that. So that when that was gone, it was just like I don't have anything to live for. But do you realize as a Christian, you have a purpose. Well, I can't preach. What can I do? I'm glad you asked. Let the redeemed of the Lord. You can do that. Guys, you don't have to have a pulpit to have a sermon. Ask any of my coon hunting buddies. Amen, Bill. Bill's oldest boy, we was out in the woods. And he asked me a question about the Antichrist and the tribulation. So I started Revelation chapter 1. Dogs in the middle of the woods, tree and everybody, how, 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 how. But they wasn't treeing near as hard as I was. <clears throat> I said, Jesus is coming back. And if you're not ready, the Bible says, listen, uh, let not your heart be troubled. You can believe in him because in his father's house are many mansions. He said he would come and receive you unto his cell. And it also says that for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be called up together to be with them in the clouds. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says he's coming. The Bible says he's coming to take us and to be with him forever and ever and ever. Brother Josh, this is exact words. I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. I'll never forget it. He said, you had to be in church to save somebody? I said, no. He said, save me now. Dogs right beside. Oh, 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 oh. You don't have to have a pulpit to tell somebody about Jesus. Listen, no matter where you are, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I want to ask you this morning are you redeemed? Let me ask you again. There's a lot more people in here than that. Are you redeemed? Then it's time to say so. Do you remember where you were when he found you? 
hopeless and helpless, rambling. But he came to you. He came to you. Now he's leading you to a place of habitation. He's leading you to a place of fulfillment. It's amazing that you can be broke as a cob and fulfilled. And have money falling out of your pockets and be discontented. But when you're following his lead, he said he's going to satisfy your longing soul. Some of you feel empty right now and you don't even know why. Some have all anything you could ever want and you still, there's something missing. Well, let me tell you, it's not a what. It's a who. And every single soul and every single person in this room, there's a hole that only Jesus can fill. So I want to do this. Is every head bowed and every eye closed? I, I want to invite all those who do not know him. All those that still feel that you are without purpose. All those that still feel you are without hope. All those that feel like you've been wandering around in a solitary place. You've been trying to find contentment. You've been trying to find fulfillment. You've been trying to find satisfaction. But you, you just keep getting, you just keep coming up empty. You can't, you can't figure out what it is. You can't figure out what it is. You just don't know. The more money you make, you still ain't happy. The more relationships you have, you're still not happy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have folks at this altar right now. Ladies and gentlemen, up in the, up in the balcony, we have two folks up there. Ladies for ladies and men for men. If you feel, you feel that God is tugging on your heart right now, please, please, I beg you, don't wait. Just, just come on down. I'll keep every head bowed and every eye closed. Just take, you say, preacher, I'm just nervous about coming down there. Well, bring one of your friends or maybe a family member. Just come on down with them. Ladies for ladies, men with men. And what they're going to do, all they're going to do is take a Bible and show you how you can know Jesus as your personal Savior. How you can trust Him and be forgiven today. I want to ask you to do that today. Don't wait. Don't put it off. Don't procrastinate. Give God an opportunity to touch your heart today. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Touch all those that don't know you. <clears throat> Lord, save all those that are unsaved. Deliver all those that are lost and without you. I pray that you'll touch them today. Forgive them. Lord, let them come to this altar and let us take a Bible and show them how to be saved. Lord, I pray for all the rest of us. We know the Lord. But yet we're still sometimes unthankful. Well, Lord, you've just reminded us in a great way what you've done for us. Well, I pray that we'll fill these altars up being thankful. Just coming and saying thank you. Thank you for coming to where I was. When I couldn't help myself, when I couldn't fix myself, when I couldn't change my situation on my own, you came to where I was. Lord, I want to thank you for leading me in the right way. I want to thank you for leading me to a place of habitation, a place of fulfillment, a place of purpose. 
Father, I pray that we'll have a thankful crowd this morning. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I pray that your perfect will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet.